0: Hello, everybody. This is a, a new layout that I just had, you know, created fresh off the press. And with me, I have the wonderful Nuki from the British Hurricanes. Please say hello.
1: Hello, my name is Nuki. I'm working with C9 Esports at the moment as a team manager for the British Hurricane, which is the London Spitfire Academy team. And, and since she... Joe loves my titles that I have on Twitter, I'm also the caretaker of players. I'm also the mom of Western Overwatch. She is. And the organizer of tournaments.
0: That she is. Now, I've brought Nuki onto this very descriptively named show titled... I have no idea what it's going to be titled at the moment. But we'll get on to that, you know, at a later date. But I've brought her along to kind of give a little bit more insight into some of the more more or less kind of talked about positions within esports so you know observing or you know product management or whatever that might entail but team management is something that i think a lot of specifically people in overwatch are getting into and they i don't know that they kind of have an idea of what is expected of them when they transition into working with an org or you know perhaps even working with the overwatch league so i have here a member of cloud nine she you know she's best friends with with jack they're like this you know they go way back you know drinks and all that so Nuki, i wanted to kind of let, let's let's go back a little bit let's go back to your history your history as a player mm-hmm. as a tournament admin you know you've you've done a whole lot you you've done you know lucio ball tournaments you've competed what are some of those skill sets or how have those skill sets that you've developed in your your past experiences transitioned into working directly with players keeping them happy you know trying to manage um their 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 kind of morale how do, how has that helped you
1: so one big part of that is that I was a player previously and that helps me understand so much better what players actually need from managers and what players actually need from orcs, like the kind of security that they would like to have the kind of transparency that they would like to have because I also had like bad experience with managers and people that kept their players in the dark mm. and just let them like, like just thrown stuff at them, basically, without any preparation, without any communication beforehand. And this is one of the things I took away from being a player. And one other thing that I took away from being a tournament organizer, like you said, lose your ball, I did uh, work for Blizzard for a short time for Contender Season 0 as an admin, um, and I organized my own tournaments in the beginning of 2017, is that you can't be... <sighs> You didn't have to hold players accountable to what they do. You can't be too nice to them. You can't be, like, too forgiving,
0: as bad as it sounds. They have their responsibilities, too. Oh, for sure. Now, would you say that that kind of came with that, you know, very structured environment that, you know, running a tournament has where you have, you know, deadlines and stuff? Would Is that kind of... Did, did that kind of uh, prepare you, especially working with very large companies? Like you said, you worked with Blizzard you know, previously, and you've, you've worked with a lot of big organizers in, in the esports space. Would you say that kind of prepared you for that same sense where it's like, okay, we, we can't really fool around. This isn't the time to do this. It kind of, I wouldn't say hardened you, but really kind of uh, opened your eyes to, to esports, would you say?
1: Definitely. Like the tournament organizer... Um... Times were those times where I just slipped into esports, of course, mm-hmm. like being a player is is getting started in esports. Mm-hmm. But actually seeing what's going on behind the scenes and like um, coordinating all those different people that help make streams great or make tournaments great, um, which also includes the players and teams, is was a really great experience and helped me to um, develop my organizational skills.
0: Sure. Now. Obviously, you are, you know, the, the team mother of the British Hurricane. So I wanted to kind of pick your brain on how you really started with the team. How did that process go? Let's, let's talk about, like, the original Those Guys roster. How did that kind of building process work? How did it start?
1: Um, it started pretty, pretty weirdly, actually. Like, I just came off uh, of World Cup. Mm-hmm. And had like a, a little downtime on my hands oof, in terms of like tournament stuff. And since I was moderating one of the bigger competitive discords at the time, players started to know me. Like they they started to know me in two thousand seventeen when I worked so much in tournaments. And uh, two of of more known players in uh, in EU. Henzo and Craggy approached me, "Hey, you're really good at organizing stuff. Would you like to help us build a team for Open division? And so I just I just went in. I just didn't didn't think about it too much. I was like, yeah, cool, I can I can book scrims. I can like record vods. And this is this is how we how we started out. and then I helped them try to evaluate players what I think was was good about them, good about their attitude. I of course couldn't say too much about their skill. Sure. Um, like about the specific mechanics but i could always help them figure out which teammates would be like good teammates or which mm. teammates would be willing to learn and willing to be coached
0: so i i want to put a pin in a lot of one of like those those you know fun little topics that you mm-hmm. kind of mentioned there so i definitely want to come back and talk about you know how in who you've built those, those, uh, the team around or not built a team Mm -hmm. around, but what are you really looking for in those players? I also want to kind of touch on the, the aspect of building a team, you know, again, what are you really looking for? What exactly goes into building a team? How do you reach out to sponsors? But I want to jump into, you know, as a former player, do you have to kind of stop yourself when, when you're when you're watching your 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 team play and you know you you might have an opinion do you do you have that that luxury to be able to kind of communicate them is that line of communication open that you can kind of reach out and be like hey what if we tried to do it this way now this is obviously going all the way back to the like the those guys days that was you know the team previously named those guys that did get signed to the british Mm -hmm. hurricane um did did you have that kind of interaction at that point or was that something that kind of was established as the team kind of got more experience with you.
1: Um, I think I always had those kind of uh, those kind of influences on the guys. I always try to suggest them um, how to handle stuff or how to tackle certain things. Um, because I was uh back when I was a player, I was a Lucia shot caller too, so I was pretty experienced with how plans are going to work and how comps are built. Hmm. And since we had only one coach at that time, which was Shifty, which came in shortly after me, I think, um, I tried to fill in the role, a tiny bit of assistant coaching. Like we bounced back and forth ideas pretty frequently so we could like offer the guys the best guidance we could. Okay.
0: Now, when it came to signing the players or at least approaching more of the players, um, you know, pre British Hurricane. Mm-hmm. how did you really go about that was that just like a simple discord message were you looking at you know free agents were you looking at uh you know um, kind of talking to people who are already signed to a team or not necessarily signed but playing with a roster that's maybe not signed was that you know how how did the process of approaching the players go for for you because again you know mm-hmm. i don't think a lot of team managers have any idea of of doing that so you know for all the the wonderful you know aspiring team managers out in the youtube or Twitter verse, you know how how do i really approach a, a player to kind of come play for me
1: um we had the luxury that back when we started building up the team that there mm. was no contenders yet so there were like everyone was super scattered and everyone was a free agent so what i just did was message people hey we want to build a team we have this and this players do you would you like to try out I think we had a tryout process for at least a month or two till we signed the final six. We yeah. had a core of four, the the, the famous core of four, um, pretty pretty early on. I think after like two weeks, three weeks, we, we settled on that as good as we could. And then we made like small adjustments. Um, what I would tell the people or the managers, like you said, um, when it comes to approaching players that are under an org, try to reach out to the manager first or like at least try to reach out to the player and the manager at the same time because managers need to work around those possibilities of like replacing players mm. and so it's just fair to them to give them a heads up hey i would like to approach your guy i would like to uh, get into negotiations etc etc if it's like even if it's just a uh an unsalaried team it's always nice to keep them informed about What you're trying to do or what you're doing it's just a a chain of work kind of thing it seems pretty unnecessary
0: but it's actually like it's gonna help you it seems like it's you know part of you know working with organizations yeah it's you know opening that communication up you know so you're communicating with them you know you have a good rapport you know the last thing you want you know as a layman kind of talking to the expertise here you're the, the the expert um it would seem to me that you wouldn't want to, you know, sour have any sour grapes with another manager because they might not book scrims with you, right? Is that something that kind of could, could possibly come up?
1: Uh it it could, yeah. I didn't encounter any of that or I didn't like execute it myself, <laughs> but it's it's always like it always has something to do with some sort of reputation. Like mm-hmm. everything has to do with reputation in esports um to a certain degree at least. And being a good organized manager and being like fair to you and your opponents is
0: always a nice thing to have. That sounds like a a very a noble thing to do in in this day and age. You know, there, there's not a lot of uh, communication to be had, so it's always good where you know you can actually talk to somebody. It's else at least my philosophy. No, I I'm right there with you. Trust me. Um, now when it came to the specific players that you approached originally, um, what kind of went into that? What were you looking for? You know, how did this roster come to be? Was it, you know, friends of friends? Was it, you know, exactly how did that, that those guys roster really, really form?
1: Um, so in the beginning it was really friends centered, not really friends centered, but we had a core of friends, which sure. was, uh, which was Hanzo and Craggy, which approached me originally. mm mm-hmm. Um, And then we looked for people that mingled well with them. Like One of the big focuses was do the players play well? Are they committed to the team? Or will they commit to the team? Which was really vague at that time because like everybody was building up. Um, And how receptive are they to feedback? That's still a thing that's just really, really important to me is how good does a player receive feedback? If you show that you're willing to learn and willing to improve yourself, it's way more valuable than getting a mechanically high skilled player that is so set in his ways that he's not a good team player
0: Mm. now when it came to you know after you guys really hit the ground running with some of your events doing extremely well how did you in in the team manager role transition into well not really transition i guess that's a poor way of describing it but you know how how do you go about approaching orgs you know how how did your ties with c9 start because you know was there other teams you know how how do you go about that how do you go about communicating with orgs to be like hey do we do we kind of meet the criteria to be signed under a contract do you want to hire us
1: what i did initially was building a team deck i set myself down in photoshop and built like those little like presentation cards with like everyone's uh, best heroes with like prior achievements like for example for um for kib i I put down that he that he won those on those lands played with reunited in korea etc mm-hmm. etc cetera, et cetera, and just try to play with stats a tiny bit for from contender season one in zero 2017 okay. for those who were in there and try to um, try to play around their prior achievements and prior teams to build like a like a team deck, you can say. Okay. So and like which I which hmm. I sent around to orcs like to to representatives that I knew, uh, which was Jack, which was um, in a flame from from Misfits and, and Mayhem Academy, and certain other people that we approached from Endemic
0: Orcs. No, oh, that's that's really interesting that you know there was uh, there you know could have been um you know another team out there that then may have signed you guys so that's really you know promising for other teams that you know there are teams out there that are looking and they're that are interested or at least there were who's to say these days if, if that's still you know the case yeah but you know yeah. when you kind of approached the the team kind of sponsor deck uh, creation did you have any experience with that kind of going back to the uh tournament admin days did, did is that something that you have any kind of familiarity with or did you kind of just jump into it freelance again
1: i i just jumped into it like uh in my in my tournament organizer days i i i always sucked at asking for money <laughs> <laughs> i i was i was i was always like i don't know I'm i'm just not good at it like asking asking for for hey could you give me like 500 dollars for my tournament sure no um it's more like it was more like something i wanted to do for myself and for the team just to just to present those players because in in the bigger scheme of things giving players opportunities is my passion Mm. more than like more than like anything else and so i was like Hey, this would be a cool idea, so I can like, so I can present a team to someone without just talking to them, so they have something visual. So I just jumped into Photoshop. I think I even brought Photoshop just for that, <laughs> and, <laughs> and 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 uh, try to to make it as pretty as I could with my limited skills.
0: No, it it, it you know, um, no leaks, but you know, I did I did take a, a gander at it. You know, I. I took a peek at it and yeah it was it was wonderful you did an amazing job at it and it was probably one of the main reasons why so many teams were interested because i think you really showed that you know putting out the the initiative and putting out the effort um in support of your your team and your boys really really kind of stood out to these organizers so you know many many uh tip of the hats to you in that sense because again I, I don't know that that's even information that's out there publicly that, you know, this is kind of maybe not expected, but, you know, is extra credit for these people. You know, it's it's important for for that information to be out there. So it's you know, it's, it's wonderful yeah. that you can kind of share that. Now, we, we've kind of covered how the hurricane was built now, if we're able to, obviously. Could we talk about how the hurricane has changed over the years? What, what did you start with initially? And we don't even really have to get into specifics, but what are some of the things that you started with in the team building process for those guys that changed now in 2018? What, what, what are some of those pillars that we started with, with, you know, those guys that, that kind of changed or what were some of those ideas that, that kind of changed over time?
1: I don't think we changed too much. Um one of the things we that definitely changed is like how we approach the roster in general, because in the beginning we just wanted to do a flat out um six man roster, just starters. Mm. And through getting signed with C9, we got the idea um of having a seventh player on there to develop, which was funny Astra at the time. Um, which is now our starting support because he, he like he showed so much potential and improvement over this uh over this half a year we had him now. Um that he just outshined um outshined the other support we had crusade. Um but other than that, I don't think our philosophy changed too much. We okay. tried out a tiny bit with the eight man roster in season two with having like two two hit scan DPS, which we probably gonna be back paddling a tiny bit from. We're, we're not too sure yet. Mm. how it's how it's exactly gonna go but i think we're gonna go back to to the starting six and developing players because developing players will help not only us but the scene in the long run
0: no definitely it's it's one of those things that is often overlooked you know developing talent and and giving those players those opportunities like you mentioned it's paramount when it comes to uh, the the bigger overwatch scene as a whole you know you want to start filtering in those talents so it's it's great that you know hurricane is a place that you know former or you know uh, maybe lesser experienced players would be you know opened for applications to. so you know get out there and play guys you guys can do it for sure
1: don't spam my email
0: (laughs) don't spam (laughs) your email it's definitely not open this is not a public forum for you know open applications we're not we're not yeah. you know it doesn't sound like we're gonna
1: we're happy, we, we we're gonna post something if we if we're looking for a new developmental
0: but just but just keep in mind you know one day maybe we could reach the heights of british eyes UK. open eyes open exactly <laughs> now when it comes to how you interact with the coaching staff i know that there was some coaching staff changes and we don't have to necessarily get into that specifically but how, you know, what's the interaction on a daily basis like from a team manager and, and, you know, the coaching staff, if it's, you know, multiple members or even if it's one member? How, what is that dynamic like?
1: Um, For me, it's basically I try to act like a, some kind of supervisor, Not not really like, not really watching everything they do or like commenting on everything they do. Mm. But what I like to be is being informed because I am basically the, the head of the team, more or less, because I'm the main communication to the org and I'm like the main responsibility for how the team acts and how the team is portrayed. So um, I try to keep an open communication with my coach or coaches, um, try to have them structured as in what are the different tasks that we need to do for the week. Um, having a meeting on our off day is uh, is also a thing where we just set goals for the week to come, mm-hmm. and just, um, just basically be in the loop and try to bounce ideas with them. So we have actually different perspectives for how we want to tackle a problem or how we want to approach certain players. As, as I said earlier, um, I'm not really good for mechanical stuff because I'm out of the game for so long now, sure, of course, but I always try to help with like how to tackle attitude problems and how mm. to tackle like coachability because I actually have some kind of education in in the system. Like I worked in elementary school for a tiny bit. So I understand a tiny bit of like how to approach people and how to talk to people in the correct
0: way. Now, when it comes to dealing with any kind of issues that arise. Is that a joint issue or is that a joint kind of a group decision where you, you include the players in that? Is it kind of a democracy? How do you kind of deal with seems a little bit too strong for, for what I'm guessing I'm trying to portray. Um, How do you solve internal issues? Like if there, if there's just a, 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 you know, an argument in a scrim, right? How do you, with the experience you have, you know, as a player, as an admin, as now, you know, team manager of the British hurricane, how, how do you go about that? You know, two players arguing, what's the, what's the first steps? What are the steps to kind of, you know, dissolve the situation?
1: Um, for internal scrim stuff, like for stuff that's, that happens during scrim time, um, I definitely rely on the coach to do the initial, like breaking up the situation. Okay. Um, I will always keep communicating with him via chat or something to ensure, like, he's not overstepping it or the players aren't overstepping it. If I feel like some of the players are, I definitely would jump in and try to be the authoritative figure that says, it's it's fine now, it's okay now, stop. We can talk about it, like, afterwards or we pause the scrim to talk about it if it's, like, super necessary. Mm-hmm. But in general, I always try to, when it comes to problems outside of scrims, um, I always try to consider most opinions. Also, the opinions from players, not only the ones from coaches, not only my opinion. It's always like I try to feed off different people's opinions to get to a conclusion for myself, which would, in my opinion, be like the best path to tackle it.
0: Now, expanding on that hypothetical you know, let's say the, this issue with this player just isn't, or can't be solved. What's the best way, or what's the most proper way in your eyes to kind of, you know, relay to a player that, Hey, we're not, you know, maybe this isn't a good fit. You know, how, how are we, how can we move forward? You know, if you need any help, you know, here's, here's my, my number, you know, I can always help. But, you know, maybe this team isn't working out for, for the both of us. How do, you know, in in your experience, what's the best way to kind of deal with the big, very difficult issue of, you know, uh, quietly or slowly removing a player, how do how do we kind of deal with removing a player from the roster?
1: Um, it's definitely a process. It's not something that you should do suddenly. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, it's a process of how did you try to help the player at first? Like, you see a problem, you talk to him, like, you try to adjust it, you talk to him in one on ones, maybe, like, get additional help for it. If you are with an orc, please use all the resources an orc has for you. Like, if they have psychologists, if they have, like, maybe a superior, like, a GM kind of person, try to use that before you give up on a player immediately. There is so many people that, like, where players have, like, bad phases, where players have, like, attitude issues, maybe something that swabs over from real life and that they just give up on him completely. So what I would suggest is give the player time and definitely keep up the communication with him to know what you exactly think the problems are and what you think he should do to improve on it. If he's accepting to it, Try to work with him a tiny bit and see if it improves or not, and then make a decision because he actually informed him that it's gonna happen eventually. If he doesn't improve it, um, if if it doesn't improve, then you can always like take the next step. Say, hey, we talked to you like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. We don't see much improvement. We want to try your players now for your position. Um, that's also a thing that can be some kind of a wake up call to just try a players for the position to make him realize, oh, I cannot do anything I want here. Um, because this is actually a professional environment where my space or like my place on the team is at stake if I'm not acting like I'm supposed to, if I'm not acting professional, if I'm like letting my practice slide or anything. And then you can always take the step because he's like prepared enough because you warned him like several times or you guided him through the process of we gave you chances and this is the cut now this is this is where i as a manager where i as a staff member even as a coach take the cut i tried i if you don't want to i cannot do anything
0: you touched on a a very kind of poignant topic that i've always felt pretty passionate about when it came to you know budding esports that we saw really early on specifically with overwatch but we've seen you know in in multiple kind of uh, you know new esports as they come up um do you still think or or do you think even then you know the beginning stages of competitive overwatch do you think that teams uh act a little too quickly when removing players if something doesn't work or even coaching staff for instance you know when we look at the Overwatch like it seems like coaches kind of can come and go with the uh, the pace of the wind so do you still think that's an issue that you know we're not maybe trying to work together as as much as we can do you think that's that's still an issue or do you think that ever was an issue
1: um i think that definitely was an issue in the earlier days like i've experienced many teams that were very Jumpy on things, but that mm. was more unsalaried teams. Mm. I think salary teams uh, or like organizations think about those moves a tiny bit more than like unsalaried teams. But I would give this advice to to any team, basically, also to those like to those that only have like a, a freelance coach or like a, a coach with them without like having the job security that others have. Mm. Um, at the moment. It's 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 hard to say. You always have to evaluate the whole situation to, to judge that and I don't know too many situations of Overwatch of League or of like other teams to to securely say something about that. That's fair.
0: That's I think that's completely fair. Now, when it came to the British hurricane, you know, you guys won season one. How how did how did your job change in season one? Did it change at all from those guys coming back on to that kind of, uh, you know, main topic? Yeah. You know, we, we started with those guys. Now we're in British Hurricane. We're, we're playing in season one just to kind of give you the frame of mind.
1: Yeah.
0: How did your job change when you got that Cloud9 contract in hand? What 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 changed about your specific role?
1: I think the main part that changed is that I had to learn how to work and operate within an org. How to communicate stuff to them and from them correctly. Mm. um, Meeting deadlines. Helping the players with like how to set up their financial stuff. um, Coordinating with like all those different departments that I was not used to coordinating. I was a tiny bit used to it because of my tournament organizer days. Mm -hmm. To work with like different departments of things. But like having a person that helps me set up travel having a person that helps me pay up price pools having a person that um that sends my guys nice things if i ask them to it's like so much of a getting to know all these people and getting to know how like the inner workings or oh, like the inner um oh, i don't i can't think of the word that i want to that i want to use i, I think I, yeah the, I, the th- that makes sense word. yeah is, is was one of the one of the main things the rest i just did like i always do like the communication with blizzard the communication with uh with my guys and with um with other teams that didn't really change it was literally just that i learned how to be a team manager in an org
0: so when it comes to working with those those multiple arms of of those varying companies whether it's you know a, a tournament organization whether that's you know a large company like Blizzard or even an esports company like Cloud9 could you go a little bit more in depth on what kind of information not information but you know what is really expected of you like walk us through for instance like a a day in the life of a contenders team manager what what's kind of the day to day you know wake up and what fill in the blanks for me
1: so after waking up I normally do yeah I normally check my emails check my discord messages check my twitter Mm. like all the all the nice social stuff see if I have messages um I try to reply to most of those messages like if I get emails about questions about like players approaching um about people having other questions or even like like five messages about hey can we scrim at this in this time i try to to work those um then i am also checking our our internal communication uh which is on slack um that uh, that i check if there was something because we're in different time zones i'm here in europe while they are in uh in la so 9 hours difference there is often things that get discussed when i'm asleep sure um check those, check if I have to have to go through, like if I have to message someone, if I have to set up something for socials, if I have to request graphics or something. Mm-hmm. Um, once I'm done with that, like with checking everything, I normally take time and like do a tiny bit of of work out lately. Um, and then I basically just sit down in my PC and be and be ready to go. If I have um, if I need to fill in blanks for scrims, I do this I uh, if I have to. Like talk to the players about something that came up overnight with the org. Um, I type up a message if I have to have communication with Blizzard about like submitting rosters, uh, submitting maps for for the days. I go to my coach and be like, hey, can we talk later about like what maps we want to pick? I go over stuff that my coaches post in the um, in the prep channel, so I'm um, I'm prepared for. Basically, basically checking over it um, that I'm being prepared for what we're going to do in scrims, and then eventually, like in the evening, we start scrimming, and I'm I'm sitting with them in scrims. I'm not uh, not going somewhere or going out. i try to catch every scrim I can with the guys to help them to give my op- opinion about about things and to help the coaches. As I said earlier, bounce mm. back and forth my ideas a bit better.
0: So it, it seems like you do have a, a pretty open line of communication with, you know, the coaching staff that you're with now that you kind of um, do you do you guide them in where, you know, um, do you kind of guide that discussion or do you actually, you know, put an in input that you as a former player, you know, maybe, you know, they're they're misguided in something that they might think or, you know, what is that kind of. What is that process like as a team manager speaking to a coach you know what's what's the what's your role in like a scrim do you do you actively participate with the coaches trying to you know pick apart any issues in a strategy do you help develop strategy what's what's the kind of role for a team manager in a scrim block
1: um i think since i'm more of a of a very active team manager i think i think there's differences between like someone that's rather active someone that's not as active which Mm. is both totally fine Um, What I personally like to do is I want to let them work like it's 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 their job to to do um, those strategies. It's their job to talk about things and I don't want to take it away from them. I like a clear structure with myself, but I try to give input like, oh, I really liked him doing this and this today. Oh, I really liked this person's communication today. Oh, do you also think that he's a tiny bit like upset or that he is like, Overcompensating something, or that he's pushing out too far, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Like I, I throw in tiny bits of um, of my opinion that they can think about and that they can can communicate about amongst each other more than like telling them, hey, tell this person to do this and that, or or something like that, or tell tell Halfy to not push out that far. That's that, that, that's that's fair. not me.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. You know, so so you're more of a, again the.
1: I would say catalyst kind of thing. Like okay, I try that's to, to put I try
0: it. to, I try to poke their
1: brain with ideas that I, I may be seeing. Sometimes I'm totally wrong, but, <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes it helps. And I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to do what I can to, to help those guys.
0: 100. Having, having an extra set of hands, an extra brain there, I can't imagine uh, hurts anything. I would say. Now, when it comes yeah. to uh, managing scrims. Um, You know, back in the day, me, you and uh, the former head coach of British Hurricane Shifty, um, we actually did an interview Mm -hmm. and I believe one of you had mentioned that, you know, not scrimming a ton was probably a little bit more beneficial than just burning yourselves out. I want to say the quote was something about, you know, I'd rather scrim four hours of good practice rather than eight hours of, you know, mediocre kind of dull space brain practice, you know. Yeah. Um, I think it is that, was that, me. Was that okay. So it was you, I, I, I wasn't sure. Yeah. I didn't want to kind of like put you on the spot, but you know, okay. You took, you took the bait, you took the bait. Now, is that something that, um, you kind of make an executive decision on when you schedule the scrims or is that something that you also try to communicate with the coaches, get their take on it? How does, how does, you know, setting up a scrim block go? And then how, how much time do you feel like is necessary to allocate towards practice?
1: Um, I think when I'm booking scrim blocks it's all about communication with the whole team. Um since we have someone in a position that is still working a day job which I still don't know how Bok does it because he's <laughs> working a he's working a 8 to 5 and then he's scrimming 5 hours and then he falls dead into his bed or something. Um and he plays uh ranked in the meantime. Um but it's always like do you guys it's it's a it's a balance between how much do the players feel like they are capable of Mm. and what do the coach want to press for what we did like our our standard is like having two blocks a day um but we we up and down it especially on weekends when bok doesn't have to work uh, quite frequently so we have like more effective practice, less effective practice days, but we don't go like under a certain threshold. Um, what I do is like I speak with my coaches about it and I definitely speak with my uh with my players about it on how they feel like if they sometimes they come to me being like, Hey Nuki, um we feel like we need more practice, can we do like the additional two blocks on the weekends? And so I'm like, Yeah, sure. Like if the coaches don't don't obligate we we're gonna do that. If you guys feel like you're you wanna prepare more or you wanna like put in more work yeah sure we're gonna do it or sometimes we we not really force them but we highly suggest them to to take a few additional days or like to go over over personal vods or something in their free time we give them sometimes we give them even homework be like hey we have this scrim here prepared for you like this map we cut out from the from the recording can you go over it and then send us your vods in a in a word document and so they so they can like look at themselves a tiny mm-hmm. bit, and then we gather this feedback and distribute it again. What we what we think was good points and add to it.
0: Do you ever feel like you know your inner teacher kind of comes out when you're talking to the guys, where it's just like you know your essay is due in forty five minutes. It has to be fifteen hundred words, and if you use the word uh, so more than twelve times, you will be deducted points. Uh, the time starts now. <laughs> is that ever do you Something. ever kind of get that primal you know yeah do you
1: yeah i i, I do sometimes <laughs> sometimes it's it's sometimes it's just my boys just when i when i run after them for hey guys i told you this is due for this right. day hey did you forget it hey hey astro did you did you get that for me <laughs> do you remember astro Just calling you, out,
0: She's calling you <laughs> out better no, watch out it was yeah. just
1: He's 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 the one with the A in the name. I need to call him first. Okay.
0: Oh, okay. So we're doing it alphabetically <laughs> again. There's the teacher. We're doing it there's yes. the teacher. Call and roll call.
1: I mean, it it, it helps a tiny, bit having having this, this experience, I would. I would I, say, I would yeah. imagine
0: so. I would I would definitely hope that you know being able to watch over you know a, what maybe ten plus kids. How many kids um, would you say that you know you you were in charge of or responsible for when you were you in know, my
1: in my classes? It were about. I think fifteen to twenty. Wow. Uh but I was like I always was with the other teacher. Like I was helping the, the kids that had a bit of trouble learning. So mm-hmm. I was always like with them and like like helping them. Um while the teacher was actually doing the, the normal stuff. Mm. Um but yeah it's it, it was about that, that size. I I can I can I can handle many kids. Give me a second team Jack.
0: There you go. Team two, <laughs> British Hurricane Juniors. Maybe, Maybe the like academy
1: team of the academy
0: team. Whoa, now, now you're getting crazy. <laughs> now you're getting crazy. So when it comes to, you know, the the open division team managers, the contenders managers looking for advice, they're looking for help. What's three things that you wish you would have known coming into this position that, you know, maybe your past experiences didn't really prepare you for. What are, what are three things that you could kind of give as advice to, you know, um, anybody that's within a team, what shouldn't you do? What should you do? What are you, what are your thoughts?
1: The number one thing, or like the number one advice that I would give someone, which is not a should or shouldn't do thing is be prepared to not being able to do certain things. Mm. be be ready to not be able to help the players during a tournament don't feel bad about that don't feel bad about yourself not being able to push someone the way you want to or like the way you would wish for them to go it's always a balance between what you personally can do as a person and as a manager and what the players are actually like, are actually like um, um, taking from you uh, as advice you shouldn't beat yourself up about, about failures. You shouldn't, you should rather learn from it than like, be like, Oh, I can't do anything. I feel so bad about myself. Just try to be the best you you can for you guys. And then everything will be fine.
0: Now you touch on uh, a, a, go, please go ahead. There's only point one. you You've got two other points.
1: Yeah. Um. One thing, one thing I always like to, to tell people when they ask me about management stuff is mm. like the clear line of communication that I talked about. I think at least 30 minutes now. <laughs> like, I'm I'm sounding like a broken record, but communication is key for this job. Like, not only between you and your players, not only between you and your staff, also between you and the public, between you and casters, between you and so many other people that will help you grow as a person and that will help you develop your players and nourish your players the way you need to. Especially like when talking to casters, it's always nice to give them like certain storylines that they can talk about that, because they will help you to present your players and they will help you to, to push your players even further than you personally might can. Um, and a third thing, a third thing you should do as a manager is definitely always not only respect your players, not only respect your staff, but also respect the other teams. Um, one thing, one thing that is that is quite rumored now, or not, not not rumored, but that's that's in the mouth of some people. I don't know how to say it in English. No, it's I, maybe I, I, think we, wanky I think because I'm, yeah, yeah, because I'm trying to use German <laughs> phrases. Is um, that you respect the the other team's privacy, especially when it comes to to what stuff to to mm. strat stuff. That that's something that's a pretty hot topic right now. I know, but um, respect other people. Just just flat out that respect their boundaries respect their like their line of work and and you will get respect too as a as a
0: person so the golden rule follow that you know treat others how you would want to be treated i think that's yeah. a a very big, you know big. powerful thing even in in these days you know 2018 we still can you know fall back Yay. on that as a, as a fundamental rule so no I, I i definitely think that's pretty powerful and insightful for sure now to, to wrap this up in a, in a big, nice bow, you know, let's, let's double back to the boys again, the boys in the baby blue, the British hurricane, you know, um, as the team manager, do we have any updates? You know, how's the team going? I know that I believe broadcast GG put out there that uh, trials are starting soon. You know, mm-hmm. how's the team looking? How, how are, how are the, uh, the boys preparing? How's the team preparing? trials it it
1: has been it has been a pretty rough lately or not not really lately but like a bit of time ago with all the world cup stuff going on since we had like all of our dps uh participating <laughs> in world cup mm. um we had people back and forth between world cup team between our team we had like owl tryouts in the mix we had uh like all those All those open tryouts and whatever Hmm. so it was really hard to prepare but now that we are about one week one and a half weeks in till we start
0: yeah
1: and we 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 feel good about it like uh like we we had some we had some time to to scout some people in case of something happening we had time to um to work on what we think went wrong in season two and we're going to go into the new season or, like, into the trial season, I would say, confident after after such a hard hit in Season 2.
0: I, I think people harp on that hit a little too hard again. You started off Season 1 very, very strong. You won the whole thing. You even upset NA. Now Season 2 you hit a bump in the road it's no big deal you know it, it happens to the best of us look at however many you know fabulous teams so many great teams in you know all of the eSports. you know any kind of game mm. everybody has their ups and downs so i think that you know give give them a chance i think they are gonna really uh surprise a lot of people when it comes to season two season three of overwatch contenders because i'm sure you guys are gonna make it out of trials let's let's be real come on up it's the british hurricane you guys are, we,
1: we 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 do our best i we sure away, you like will.
0: <laughs> See what I did there it was totally funny oh I, I it was German humor german German humor is the top tier of of comedy because we know that from our our wonderful friends who are uh sitting oh, in yeah. discord <laughs> <laughs> now going on to the future, so we've started with you know your past and how the team was built, and then you know as the British hurricane now to the future what what's on the horizon for you where where are you kind of looking to to proceed again this was more of a an interview for the for the the team managers out there to give them a little bit more info to kind of help guide them hopefully it was insightful but what are what what's the next plans for you is is you know the the hurricane the end all be all or is there you know some some grandiose future out there for for queen queen nuki
1: stop calling me queen i hate that um (laughs) I think I think I have a similar goal than most people in mm. in my position or like in the Overwatch scene in general. Like being in Overwatch League like, would be kinda cool, uh if there's like maybe a, a Berlin team next year.
0: Who's this? Imagine maybe? like
1: a Berlin team with a German uh GM. why not? Um, no, but I'm I'm pretty happy where I am right now. Um I'm I'm not like like uh Chasing, not no, not really chasing. I'm 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 pursuing words. I I I'm pursuing the the ultimate goal, but I'm but I'm pretty happy where I am right now. I don't have to like be grieving or be like upset about about not not progressing because C9 actually did really great stuff for me so far, and I always liked not only like uh working with players. I always liked. Helping them reach their goals and mm. and developing players in the tier two scene is actually one of those things where we can we can help them progress and help nourish them and nourish the scene so it can grow within itself. Mm. Uh, which makes me which makes me really happy and satisfied actually.
0: Now, when it comes to the Overwatch League, you, you mentioned that um, as a as a team manager for an academy team. In the Overwatch League, obviously it's the London Spitfire in the, the the British Hurricane. Yeah. You know. How how does that work? How do teams kind of approach you or your team and ask if they could trial these players? It you know how does that work? How how does that interaction between other Overwatch League teams and you as an academy team? How how is that that facilitated? What what is kind of the procedure when it comes to kind of dealing with other people coming in to um, take interest in your players? I'd say.
1: Um, it's it's as simple as either Susie or me get an email, a message uh, about like, hey, we are interested to trial some of your players. Since um, since Blizzard put in these, this OWL trial slash signing clause that uh, Overwatch League teams are allowed to approach players freely within those signing periods that they have. Um, so it's just as simple as, hey, I would like to try out Fusions and Astro. Or I would tr- like to try out Havi and Kib. Um, just giving you a heads up. And then they approach your the players directly after we got the heads up. And uh, schedule scones with them. Okay.
0: Now, you, you'd you love to be in the Overwatch League. Is that something, um, as a team manager, something that you want to continue to pursue? You mentioned general, you know, just building the entire organization you know what are you kind of interested in are you do you want to just be a team manager you mentioned again being a gm is there any other kind of uh areas that you'd be kind of interested in you know content um, management you know product placement <laughs> you know what else what else kind of are are tickle your fancies i say
1: i think one of the one of the like Things I would also be kinda interested in would be some sort of assistant coaching. Maybe not on the mechanical side, but definitely on the like interpersonal side of things. Mm-hmm. Um I think something like that, I don't know if I want to say it's undervalued, but there is like many teams look for coaches and and assistant coaches, at least from my experience, um to be like to help the players mechanically. But I would like to to be on a level with like helping them to, um, helping them to handle their stress a tiny bit better, helping them to handle their communication between each other a tiny bit better. Oh my god, I said communication again. I said like twenty times. Please make a drinking game <laughs> out of this. Um,
0: drink every time.
1: <laughs> drink every time I say communication. Um, no, but 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 something around around those lines would probably be interesting if people are looking to hire an assistant coach for these kind of things um maybe even something around social media i always was kind of kind of good with social media Mm -hmm. at least like with how to present certain things maybe that would be also a thing but i think working since working with players is really my passion it would likely be something around the lines of team management facility management or even uh hey i can cook
0: Hey, she can cook. She can be your all-around mom if you need her to be. She can wrangle the players. She she herds cats very well. She makes a mean stew.
1: Why not? I make a mean. I can I can I can do all kinds of things. I even I'm skilled with throwing knives.
0: Oh, well, Fun now we're, now we're getting into player abuse. That's <laughs> wonderful. Thank you so much.
1: I was still waiting for jack to buy me the slingshot he promised me in season one
0: okay i guess we're gonna have to make a part two because now we've got throwing knives i need a stew recipe and there's a slingshot in here somewhere is this some sort of like strange elon musk like flamethrower where it's not a flamethrower is this like an actual slingshot or is this not a slingshot
1: it's actually a slingshot we 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 talked around when players are mean to be oh and then he he posted like one of those like um you know, in baseball, where they have those machines who throw the baseballs? Yeah, the, the, the not... pitching machine. Yeah, and, and, it, and it's, like, super fast. And uh-huh. he was like, yeah, we'll just buy you one of that. Cool, yeah. Do it.
0: So we're going to we're plan. gonna take Funny Astro and put him <laughs> in a pitching machine, is what you're telling me.
1: I mean, he's he's not that small. He's actually, like, fairly tall. He's probably, like, over, over six foot. Wow, tall boy. Yeah, but my team like is really tall. Actually, like I think the <laughs> smallest, me and me and Crusade were the smallest of like five,
0: mm. ten
1: ish, eleven ish.
0: They are huge. They're just they're just large lads. What can you say? Yeah. <laughs> Last but not least, one of the more uh, recent things that you've personally done, and kind of uh, fills along with the same narrative of this whole interview, you were on the. Uh, roster or the support staff for team germany in the overwatch world cup for 2018 so i wanted to kind of uh maybe compare and contrast a little bit again it's you know kind of a a team that is kind of thrown together within a, a time frame so there are things that happen that you know that just happen in the the case of just teams being constructed so quickly that you know stuff comes and goes and you know there there are bound to be issues with that. So how how was that overall? Would was there anything that you felt very prepared for from working with such a established organization, you know, that you could apply to this project as a whole? What was that whole experience like?
1: I think if I wouldn't be working with Hurricane for such a long time I would definitely have been underprepared for it mm. because having so many different people thrown together from not only different teams but different backgrounds and that sometimes even have like slightly different goals when it comes to what they want to get out of the team um it's definitely a challenge to to coordinate like how to you you, you have such a small time window of finding out how to motivate each person, how to talk to each person, and, like, what are the most effective ways to to get them to, to push for the same thing, mm-hmm. that it was sometimes actually a, a, a challenge. I, I would say it was a challenge at at certain times. Yeah.
0: Would you say that's because of just the nature of being, uh, you know, a group of, of people thrown together kind of last minute, in a sense? Or was um was it something more
1: yeah i i think it it was mostly because of the different just of the different ways they approached the world cup and uh and the time we could actually spend together because there was not too much time between like between the contender season like some of them played contenders and mm. uh and world cup so we i didn't have like too much time to prepare there was like coordinating with the support staff too where i would have to oversee or like coordinate what my my content creator is doing what um what my coach wants to do like talk to him it was basically running two teams at the same time which actually was like kind of stressful on me till uh, in the end um Especially when I was at boot camp with Team Germany and having to figure out like a certain situations that happened in uh, in Hurricane or like keeping the communication in Hurricane up like I wanted to, mm-hmm. was a tiny bit difficult to balance back and forth. But would you say, say so that World so Cup fun. was
0: was a a primer for anybody who's interested in in working either in the Overwatch League or even in Contenders? Was that like a a very good representation of what, like, that professional level of, you know, communication and professionalism, is that something that you would say is a good example, like, working in a World Cup kind of uh, team? Mm -hmm. Uh, I I would say for people
1: that are rather unexperienced with communicating with tournament organizers, um, with devs, like like Blizzard, Mm -hmm. um, it's it's definitely a learning experience, and I really like how they structured it it this time with the supporting staff that you had like a, a manager, a coach, and a content creator. So you actually could um, could embrace this structure that you normally have in organizations or in more professional esports and emulate that for how you would like to, to run a team. Mm-hmm.
0: As a team manager, I would be hard pressed to wonder if you've got any deals on flights? Again, I think that's maybe something that you have to take uh, in mind. You know, what's the what's the best strategy on how to book flights? Do you have any secrets, any kind of trade details? You know, are you even the one booking the flights? No, no? I'm not.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, sometimes helping to look for some, but mm, it's cool. mostly through our, Just the our travel person in the org, yeah.
0: Well, it must be um, nice. I,
1: I normally... <laughs> I normally um, communicate with them. Like mm. for example, for World Cup, I also booked all our travel for the whole team Germany mm. because we decided to 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 take a train ride instead of flying because we were like, hey, it's probably going to be fun and we can be all together and we don't have the the hassle of like getting through security and stuff. We can just hop on the train and sit there for five hours, oh, um, geez. and just and just be together. Um, Uh, and so it was it was quite funny it's it's always nice to to communicate with those people like with the the travel agents and stuff when you (laughs) when you post them a german train site and be like hey we need to book this and this and then it goes back and forth till we actually figured out how it works on the english one it's 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 quite an adventure sometimes
0: i mean that's esports though right you know that's e-sports, throughout the yeah. entire hour that especially we've if something talking. goes wrong <laughs> oh i mean come on now going wrong yeah. in esports like that ever happens
1: delaying flights like visas missing <laughs> that that's nothing that happens in
0: esports no definitely not now i think we've we've provided a, a good enough information and you know if there's any other questions feel free to uh you know either at nuki I've left her Twitter handle below her face. Please ask her. I'm sure she, would you know, uh, don't let me speak for you. Would you be open to, to fielding any advice mm-hmm. or feedback from any team managers out there that would, would you know, want to reach out and ask you some questions?
1: Yeah, I'm always open. Like My Twitter DMs are normally open for everyone, so you can slide into those or into my Discord DMs. If you wanna do it like for management stuff, I probably prefer Twitter because my Discord DMs are loaded anyways. Mm. So if you really wanna reach me, try it through Twitter. If you have questions about management, if you have even if you have questions about tournament admining or organizing, I'm always happy to help.
0: Well that is it from me. Is there if, if there's anything you'd like to end the interview on, feel free to do so as Mr Hot Rod drives by my house.
1: I would definitely like to thank you for getting me on your uh, first episode of this. Well, you're, you're the guinea pig. I don't know
0: how this is going to look. <laughs> Hopefully, it works. But you know, I, I appreciate you coming on. But continue, please.
1: Yeah. Um. I think I. I think I said everything that I that I wanted to say. Uh. I hope I could like give a good impression of what I'm doing as my job as a team manager and for everyone that is interested in getting into management. Um, and. Yeah, just uh, do it for the kids or the players. Do Something it for around the kids. deadlines. <laughs> I like
0: it. That's gonna be the title of the episode. So again, thank you, Nuki. Thank you for anybody who stuck with us this long. You all get a gold star on the chalkboard of Nuki's teaching room. So until next time, oh, yeah. I will. Uh, I'll see you. And for Nuki, we'll uh, we'll catch you guys in the next uh, episode.